Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I knew you were going to do it, so I wanted to do it. <laughs> okay, you go. Sorry, so that's just no, me. No, 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 your turn. Your mood. Your turn. Okay. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. Okay. Okay. And today we will be discussing Iron Flame. Happy Iron Flame week by Rebecca Yeros. However, we are going to be splitting this episode into two parts, just like the book. So we'll be discussing part one and part two, and this will be part one. Yes. And I think it's been over... Has it been over a week now? No? Oh, uh, my, my, my... I don't know what day it is. It has been four days. <laughs> it's only been yeah. four days. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it's felt like it's been over a week. It or maybe came this out is me. for us on Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Because I pre-ordered it and it was on my Kindle. Are you okay? What are you looking at? Ghosts. I'm not surprised. Alright, I will kick us off with the Goodreads description. Our favourite. Alright. Oh, already has a solid 4.58 stars. Not bad for five days, four or five days. Yeah, that's out of 48,855 ratings and 9,000 reviews. That's a lot of people. That's a lot. In five, four, five days. Mm-hmm. Alright. The first year is when some of us lose our lives. The second year is when the rest of us lose our humanity. Zayden Ryerson. Everyone expected Violet Sorengale to die during her first year at Basgaith War College, Violet included. But threshing was only the first impossible test meant to weed out the weak-willed, the unworthy and the unlucky. Now the real training begins, and Violet's already wondering how she'll get through. It's not just that it's gruelling and maliciously brutal, or even that it's designed to stretch the writer's capacity for pain beyond endurance. It's the new Vice Commandant who's made it his personal mission to teach Violet exactly how powerless she is, unless she betrays the man she loves. Although Violet's body might be weaker and frailer than everyone else's, she still has her wits and a will of iron, and leadership is forgetting the most important lesson Basgaith has taught her. Dragon riders make their own rules. But a determination to survive won't be enough this year, because Violet knows the real secret hidden for centuries at Basgaith War College, and nothing, not even dragon fire, may be enough to save them in the end. No, I want you to do yours first. Just because, sorry, I'm scared that I'm going to say something that will spoil something for you. Because you haven't finished it yet. Okay, also everyone, I finished the book. (laughs) But Claire's only finished part one. Alright, my thoughts, feelings and emotions. Firstly, what the Mm. fuck? Secondly, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I genuinely like don't know what to say about it. I'm enjoying it so far. It's a bit of bit like slow paced ish first the first part. Um, very interesting route we are taking because once in these sorts of either books, other forms of media, anytime there's like this like revolution or a secret revolution, once you have the welcome to the revolution or rebellion speech, boom, instant traitors, they're part of the rebellion, we get that whole aspect. So it's very interesting how you know, violence learnt what she's learnt so far, and then now she's just thrust back into mm. school life, essentially, and having to keep this secret or try and be on the down low while Zayden does his thing. Like, I just found that incredibly, like, intriguing and interesting because, yeah, I just expected, like, they're against the college now and they're against leadership. Now this is where, like, hell is going to break loose, but no, that's going to probably come in part two. Um, yeah, enjoying it, slow-paced. Again, um... I already said this to Kenzie, like, it just got to a point where I just checked my percentage of where I'm at, and I'm like, it was over, like, yeah, 25 chapters, and it's like, I'm still at 35%, bro, what's going on? There's just so much. Enjoying the twists and turns, interesting. Uh, enjoying it so far, I can't wait to smash it up. Um, this was me as well when I had read, yeah, same, like, 25, well, I was at chapter 25, infamous chapter 25. 
had to I keep seeing a TikTok about that and I forgotten what happened so I quickly reread it before while you were setting up and yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um anyway, yeah, and I was only thirty five percent of the way through and I was like, What? Like there had already been so much going on. So my thoughts, feelings, emotions are screaming, crying, throwing up. <laughs> yep, All yep. over the place. <laughs> I'm not no spoilies, but I'm not as devastated at the end as a lot of people are, so I can process it and work through it. It's fine. As in the very end of the book? Do you want me to remind you where part one ends so you don't get confused? I remember it is um, right after they've saved her from the interrogation. Yeah, and they've given pretty much the rest of the cadets and everyone a choice whether to join the rebellion, yep. revolution, whatever. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just as a whole... But yeah, so part one, thoughts, feelings, emotions. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoy the pacing because, yeah, same as you, you know, usually they have welcome to the revolution, bam, 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 action, 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 fighting. But it's like, no, I want more of the world because this is only book two. So it's like, I want more yeah, of the world sure. building. I want the new characters. I want the law. I want some mundane activity. But yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's a good balance of all of those things. Okay. How do we feel about. Because a lot of people speculated due to the end of the first book about with a Zayden point of view. How did you feel about, like, obviously coming this far and not having that split pov? How do we feel about that? I'm fine with it because it is Violet's story. Well, technically, it's Justinia's retelling of the story. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So... That's true. And Jessenia was just with Violet, so that makes sense. I'm, I thought that it would have gone into dual pov just because of the literal physical distance between Zayden and Violet in this book. So I thought that, yeah, we'd have her during the week and then him during the week or whatever and a little bit of crossover. But I'm fine without having the dual pov. The dual pov might come further on, mm. like like consistent dual yep. pov. Um, but that yep. is fine. Because, yeah, I feel like... Yeah, there was a lot of controversy or people were expecting that and they may be a little bit disappointed. And of course, you know, everyone is so invested in these two characters and their love story and they hate the fact that they're so separated in such a way. Yeah, I really enjoyed that it is focusing just on Violet because it feels like it feels like we're just living through her first year again, except with the new um, with obviously new knowledge and and intentions in regards to knowing about this revolution. And it's like, we get to see how she handles having to hide this knowledge as well and having to hide all the knowledge from her friends and seeing what lengths she would go to in order to preserve her knowledge and secrets and like Zayden in general. Whereas if it was a dual point of view, like we, we get the sense with Zayden, he's willing to kill first, yeah. ask questions later. Like we, we know his motivations and he, that he'll do whatever it takes to protect the, the revolution. I don't, I'm just going to keep calling it the rebellion, the revolution, whatever, the defences. So yeah, now it's interesting to see yeah, Violet being thrusted into that position. And conversely, it's very funnily hypocritical that she's angry at Zayden for holding all these secrets. And yet she's doing the Perfect, exact same yeah. thing to her squad. And, but, she, but she admits it later on, which is great. But yeah, it was just something that, yeah, so frustrating to me as, as I was reading. Because it's like, Rhiannon's just asking what's going on. And she's like, I can't uh, tell you. And... I have a point about that as well. With I was really worried about the friendship between Rhiannon. Sorry, as the audiobook says, Rhiannon. Rhiannon. Rhiannon oh, no. and Violet. Um, just because of this little spiel of if you can't keep your secrets, keep your distance um, from Zayden. Yeah. 
I'm glad, yeah, she told them and it, they were on board straight away because, of course, they were going to be. But also, I wish that she had told them a little bit sooner because I, I didn't like this narrative that Violet couldn't trust them. And I felt like Violet should know her friends more, that she should know that she wouldn't be able to trust them. Sure. I mean, they all survived first yeah. year together. If they really, if she didn't mm. really trust them, like, mm. they wouldn't be friends or as close as no. they are. So I've seen a lot of sorry, discourse um, or criticism around um, around the dialogue of the book because people are like, oh, Violet just says weird things and blah, blah, blah. And then I always come back to this. We need to remember that Violet is 21. Of course, she's going to have a Gen Z language. Oh, okay. So that's what you're, I was just wondering where you were going with <laughs> and this. And if yeah. you are a 35-year-old reading this, then you are going to experience a barrier. <laughs> And that is right. <laughs> so sure. then I've seen, though, that people are saying it's because that this book was rushed out because, you know, the first one came out in April and now we've already got this one and now the third, she hasn't even started writing the third one. However, we don't... Oh, actually, I don't know when she started writing this, but for all we know, she could have had the first two written already. And then so right, when she yep. went to the publishers, she's like, hey, I've got two books. It's probably going to be a, a multiple book series. Here's the first two. What do you think? And the publishers determined when to publish it also because of the popularity of the first one then the publishers could have also rushed her to bring out the second one so let's not blame rebecca yaros for everything we know she's done she's butchered the language but (laughs) yeah i mean i'm sure authors when approaching publishers some may have already yeah have multiple books written and then by the time the first book comes out then the second and third are in progress or editing at whatever stage they're at and then although there has been also a lot of um, stuff about the printing because there's been lots and lots and lots of printing errors. Oh, yeah. And even on your Kindle, you were showing me that there's an error of the Kindle, the e-version, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I thought I was going crazy because I read it and then, so yeah, at the bottom of the Kindle, there was, yeah, like two or three sentences and then I turned the page and then those two or three sentences were the exact same up top and I swear, like, it has nothing to do with my screen size or text mm. size or anything because that or that adjusts with the with the format the kindle format anyway and so yeah, i was just absolutely bewildered i don't think i've seen any other co- mistakes that have jumped out at me yet but that was the most notable one and i yeah, i know like saying to you that there was quite a few times when i had to reread a passage and usually like yeah i skim and then sometimes i have to go back but this was consistently i had to reread things so now i'm like am i dumb or was it just because of like printing error ebook errors and it was just the way that yeah. it was formatted and laid out that it didn't make sense but yeah yeah, no, it was so devastating. Kenzie was meant to pick up the special edition books on Tuesday, on Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever, and she's like, nope, come back another okay, time. Okay, no, this is my issue. Okay, so, not my issue, this is what happened. So, I've ordered, I ordered the special editions of Fourth Wing, and then, and they were delayed because of printing errors in those. Yeah, as well. It came out Yeah, because these are the special <laughs> editions, so they, like, re- they've gone back like, to the what? press, they're reprinting them, but the reprint has fucked up, so they have to reprint the reprint. Anyway. but then i also ordered the special edition of iron flame and this was my mistake because i thought that they would all just come out on the same day right (laughs) no when i called (laughs) them back i was like oh i know there's an error with fourth wing but i'm just wanting to check on iron flame and they're like yeah they're not due until december 12th it's always been due december 12th 
So I'm just a big <laughs> dum-dum, but also like that irks me. So it's just the fourth wing that's reprinted, yeah. the reprinting errors. Okay, cool. Because I was under the impression it was Iron Flame, and I'm like, no. what the fuck? But no, no, that's okay. You're just excited, and you were just, I don't know. I was waiting for my text message. Book day. Yeah, yeah, and you were twiddling your thumbs. I remember with It Starts With Us, I went in at 9am. I was like, I want my book. And they're like, they, they haven't been delivered to the store yet. Yeah, and I was like, come on, like... You should have them the day before. But remember, Australia Australia is a day ahead. So well, no, really they, they, they came in at like 10 o'clock, but yeah. Oh, okay, so you just had to yeah. wait an hour. It's, it's essentially a book premiere day, so you expect it to be fully stocked and ready just in case there's an influx of people who want to buy well, it then, on Yeah, especially day. the people that have been to the midnight release. It's like, okay, well, obviously you have them in store. Like Yeah, yeah. Uh, imagine if... Uh, this happened with like a game yeah. store situation because like they all have their games all yeah. stacked and everything ready to go. The men would cause a fucking riot if that was the case, but just because of the books. Anyway, we're way off topic. It sucks that we're going through reprints. It's also kind of funny. I don't know. Shit happens. What can you do? Printer's going to print or not work. Also heard this talks on the line about the pacing of the first half of the book. Yep. Your thoughts first. It just reminded me a lot of the first book in terms of it is going through a school cur- curricula mm-hmm. with the, obviously, Violet transporting back and forth to Zayden, etc., etc. Uh, I thought initially it was quite slow because, obviously, like... They're info dumping straight away. Info dumping, but because it's strictly Violet's point of view, we're living through her life. She's going through this, a second year school curricula, so therefore we have to as well. And yeah, we're also learning new things about, you know, what second years go through. Um, but yeah, it just still, it did still feel like it took forever. As I said, I got to like over chapter, yeah, 25, 26, 27, 28, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like at 40%. I'm like, when are we going to get to the juice? But I think it was still kind of fine. Cause you still, I don't know. I think I'm in, I'm just, I'm indifferent. I think it's fine. Maybe on the little slower side. I don't, that's just me. Okay. Same. Because I knew that obviously shit was going to hit the fan in the second part. As soon as I saw that it was two parts, I was like, okay. But I liked, yeah, the first half because we're info dumping a lot, which is fine because there's been a while since the first one came out and a lot of people don't do the reread. Hello, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> my, my brain did not brain. <laughs> and I think Rebecca did a great job of kind of navigating this seeing each other seven days sort of scenario, whereas during the week it was kind of like a fade to black and then we just kind of got like little yeah. snippets of like here and there of stuff happening, which was good. But then I also thought it was really refreshing to see Violet and crew watching the first years. Yeah, from yeah, so their... a different perspective. And then especially I think there's one point as well where Imogen talk- is talking to Violet about something or whatever. And then she's like, yeah, because I didn't like you in first year. Or then there's a lot of like this recurring motif of, you know, until threshing, don't bother learning their names or whatever. Like they're just another name on the death yes. row. And the- yeah. So it's like until they have their dragon, they're not a rider. So, and they could die at any moment, yeah. so, yeah. It's going through, yeah, the second year, it truly is, like, the, the desensitization yeah. process slash potential dehumanization process. What I loved about Violet's character throughout the first half and going through second year life is that she's constantly reminding herself, like, I don't want to yeah. know their names, I don't want to know their story, I don't want mm. to be friends. And, yeah, it's truly trying to survive second year. And, yeah, and she doesn't care who hates her 
and everything like that. Because obviously she's trying to look out for Sloane, who we learn is Liam's little younger sister. And that was interesting. I didn't expect Sloane yeah. to hate her. Like, I was just gonna gonna be like, alright, we're gonna be buddy buddies. Like, I'm gonna look after you the way potentially Liam look af- looked after Violet or the way Zayden looked after Violet, mm-hmm. etc. What did so. you think of Violet keeping the letters that Liam was writing to her? To Sloane? I didn't expect her to use it as fucking blackmail. Love rude. <laughs> but I love I love I love extortion. Um it's becoming it's becoming my favorite. I was like, yes, bitch. <laughs> yeah, she grew a bit of a backbone. I think in the first book episode, I feel like I didn't really care about Liam and Violet's really, like friendship. Like, but that's just me. Anyway. I think so I think, of course, she would do anything to preserve his life and his words. And because I think it could also have been a thing where she probably never got mm. Brennan's things when he quote unquote mm. died. So maybe. Yeah, you have to burn everyone's property. Yeah, so as a younger sibling, she probably knows that loss and she wouldn't want that for Sloane. But then, yeah, until. But then she never gave it to her until she started threatening, being like, you are going to work your ass off and then yeah. I'll give you a So letter. you don't have to train with me, but that you will cool, show though. up and you will train and you will survive. Here's my thing really quickly. This is also happening throughout Guild in the sense that our main character wants to help people, but then that person does not want their help or reciprocate those that kind of relationship. And I'm getting annoyed at the stubbornness of the, like, I want to help you, let me help you. No, I hate you because I think you're the reason my brother is dead. Therefore, I resent you and I don't want your help. But then, yeah, Violet is just keep going at it. I suppose because she made a promise and it's all, this is the moral qualms. Yeah. It's, it's complicated. Also... But One, I loved it though. How did she know what really happened? Sloane. Okay. Exactly. Plot hole Go one. on. <laughs> oh, plot hole. We're going to comb through. We're combing through. Two, I know that you just said that you didn't really care for Liam and Violet's friendship or whatever in the first book. However, no spoilies for you. But I do think that their friendship was highlighted for a specific reason. Gets <laughs> you. They're gonna be. They're gonna be lovers. Ghost lovers. The ultimate. My ultimate. My ultimate fantasy. Anyway, <laughs> for other reasons. Well, I think just because I'm sure they could have heard. She could have heard through other people, whatever about the fourth wing squad in the f- squadron in the first book, and like probably rumors may have speculated. Well, I know. Like, actually. I worded that wrong. She doesn't know what really happened because they don't know. However, she knows that Liam died to save Violet. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right. So she she didn't, she just knows he he yeah he mm. died unfortunately, but there's no reason for her to pin it on Violet. Interesting. I don't know. Let's talk about the quote recovered correspondence unquote. <laughs> I know that through that through TikTok. And yeah, because it made me lose my fucking mind about yeah it's recovered correspondence also because of the first book you know i'm paying a lot more attention to the little excerpts on top from like other correspondence or other general journals or books or scribes or whoever else it may be even like our professor characters as well like a couple from them that pop up on that recovered correspondence would it have killed rebecca to give us one letter (laughs) like like a proper proper letter, letter yeah not just snippets but then I guess if we're going along with this theme of it's a recovered correspondence, then, you know, maybe it was, like, partly destroyed or something, like. Yeah, partially compromised in a way. Yeah, I, I don't know. You forget that this whole story, yeah, is written in, well, around Jazina's interpretation of things. Because we learn how dedicated she is in becoming a, str- a scribe and she's becoming 
specifically or specializing in being an adept scribe whatever the fuck that means so yeah very interesting and yeah people I got a lot of freakouts assuming that they're gonna die well in their eventual life cycle they're gonna die like it may not happen throughout the books but when they're old and frail and whatever or maybe they're just like yeah artifacts that that's been found of, of all these war sites that i'm gonna assume is gonna but also let's remember at the start that's like the names have been reserved, preserved to like honor them may like mm-hmm. malik condemn their soul, like may their souls be condemned to malik whatever. so like they're dead <laughs> this is this whole little moment in history for this world is just going to be another like journal entry or like another history they're book. dead but we ain't there yet so it's fine <laughs> no hell no no but i like that i like that all right let's talk about nolan okay the asshole <laughs> the traitor cue olivia rodrigo obviously something was going on when he's looking like a ghost essentially walking around frail and then all this stuff about saving a soul comes with a price blah 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 so i assumed that it was something to do with venom like they yep. figured out a way to like bring a venom back or whatever or something did you think it was going to be jack because there's so many people that are like i knew that it was going to be jack i knew jack was going to come back and then theoretically i guess nobody no crime like we didn't yeah, actually yeah. see his body so <laughs> well since we've learned that like varish i think that's how you're going to pronounce his name and all the other professors have dabbled in like the new technology of say like mm. potion suppressants or dragon suppre- connection suppressants that type of thing i thought it was going to be along those lines like they're just mm. creating more of these funny little potions for perhaps school reasons but may but then obviously later used i feel like that's a war crime yeah i would say yeah, yeah i would say so i wasn't expecting him to bring somebody back because yeah it was overly emphasized that like jack you know, had a mountain mm. dropped on him, that type of yeah. thing. Yeah. When did... Remind me, when did Jack die? During Threshing, I think. No, because he got a dragon. It was... No, yeah. War Games? It must have been, like, Squad War Games or something. But then there were elsewhere for War Games. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, quite remember when. But, yeah, no, interesting that they managed to find him. Yeah. Unless the dragon led, led, them, led him there. Or maybe when um Dane sussed out Violet's memories, oh, yeah. perhaps. But yeah, and yeah, I don't know, it's just, there was a constant emphasis of, like, when Jack died, yeah, he fell off a, like, a mountain fell on him, like, how is this all possible? So, yeah, wow, so, yeah, what does this mean for, like, Mender capabilities? Do you want to clarify what you said to me about you assuming Brennan was a healer when he is a Mender? So, they said he was a Mender. Also, it just went straight over my fucking head, because, like, in the eighth chapter, it talks, it's like, says that Brennan is a rider from Fourth Wing. So, I don't know, but, yeah, because I talk about him being a Mender... I thought he was a healer. He just assumed healer. And then, so in this book, when he's in, like, Rider Blacks, and he's, like, a general or a lieutenant or whatever, I was like, I am confused, because I just kept imagining him in, like, robes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, also, on top of that, I was like, okay, well, now he's hot. <laughs> okay, he's flipped the switch. Because, and I saw a really funny comment, it's like, <laughs> people, and there's, like, the AI art and stuff. And everyone's like, oh my god, like, this is exactly what I imagined, this person's okay, whatever. And I saw a comment, it was like, hey, when I think about them, I just see a blurry face and vibes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blurry face yeah. and vibes. Oh, right. I love yeah. that. Yeah, understandable, because then, because we were talking about it at coffee the other day, and it's like, well, now it makes sense, because all Sorengales are inherently 
writers. So yeah, I, yeah, I think I had that sort of assumption as well. Like in that moment, you just because he because that's that was his signet. He could mend slash heal whatever. So you just assume reread the first book. I suppose moral of the story. I well, wish I did. I'm picking up so much more stuff. Can't tell you though. Yeah, no, it's so funny. You're actually you're in the process of I guess rereading the first book after you've completed the second book. Pretty gnarly way to go about it. But you do you. So yeah, Nolan, Nolan. So what does this mean for Menders? Um, it surely it has to come up again because the way the first part ended with Varish, good night. Perhaps Nolan might be persuaded to bring him back to to life properly again as well. Probably not as a tedious attempt because he's not crushed by yeah. a mountain. He was yeah. just stabbed. Oh, I think he was pretty pretty well shushkabobbed. If the crushing of a mountain, if Nolan can fix Jack Barlow with his bones... But again, there was nobody, no crime. So, like, did he actually get crushed (laughs) by the mountain? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, whatever. Okay, I want to... Let's talk about Bodhi really quickly, just... Okay, I don't care Exactly, and he became (laughs) a very, like, important character, and I was like, why? That's all. (laughs) He's just... He was... A sort of messenger boy in a way between Zayden and Violet or he's more so reminding Violet not to do anything stupid or to like not take as many risks in any sort of research but of course Violet is but also, because it's Bodhi. If, if anyone ever told like you stumble upon a revolution you find out your brother is alive you find out that your boyfriend mate lover is essentially leading this revolution and yes among other things, I don't know what you know. Do you know his official title in... No, I just know that he's a part of the okay, assembly. Cool. The okay, cool. revolution assembly. Okay, never That's mind. All. all right, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Don't do this to me. <laughs> sorry, Bitch. sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, anyway, you find out that he's leading this revolution, and then they say, hey, go back to school, don't say anything, mm. don't help. You know the first thing I'm doing is yeah. I'm trying to find a way to help. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And that's obviously the route that Violet takes. Like, she immediately is like, all right, well, if I can't help them physically, I'm going to start doing some research and recon work. And she's working on the wards, which is very fucking productive. And I'm very happy for her. And then it's just all the lying and secrecy around her friends and her avoiding everybody, her avoiding Dane. Oh, my God. I love just how outwardly she's like, don't fucking touch me. Like, do not touch me. Yeah. Out loud. Like, yeah. And then I loved when. I loved it. Professor Emeterio, I think, or whatever, like, she was injured on the mat or something. Yeah, and Dane, like, went to help her. And she's like, don't fucking touch me. And then Emeterio came over and was like, can I touch you? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, oh, Emeterio. But it's also, also, like, just a slap in the face to Dane. You described to me, because we were talking about Mm -hmm. it again at coffee and I hadn't made Mm -hmm. as much progress. You described to me that the the first half of this book is very a la Harry Potter, Professor Umbridge vibes. And yeah, as soon as you said that to me, I could not stop thinking about it every time I saw Varish, Commander Varish or whoever the fuck his title is. It's like, oh, yeah, Commander. I kept saying Commandant and then the audiobook (laughs) says Commandant. And then that just reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean, so... (laughs) Okay, just call him Varish. Ah, my elbow! <laughs> Sorry. That sounded like it hurt. Oh, it did. <laughs> yeah, just Varish. He is being brought in by Colonel Atos, mm-hmm. which is obviously Dane's father, because apparently Basgith Basgaith. is... Basgaith. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Do not butcher my native <laughs> language. <laughs> you've, you've been Scottish for five minutes, Kenzie. You fucking settle down. <laughs> 
Yeah, it turns out Basquiath is getting a little soft, and they need a bit of a bit more of an edge in their students, in their writers, in every aspect of this college life. And so Varish is appointed, and he is known for being very torturous and very violent in that sense. Yeah, for example, on conscription day, his dragon came in and scorched a bunch of people and scorched people, riders, that were bonded with dragons. So instead of just, like, loser, scaredy-cat first years. (laughs) Yeah, he's taken out full-on bonded riders and qualified cadets, etc., is that not treason? I'm surprised, yeah, someone should have called him. And I think someone at one point was like, you killed bonded riders. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was Professor Grady or something. Yeah, but then also nothing really came from that. <laughs> no. I love towards the end of part one, though, that a couple of the professors were catching on to Varish's bullshit and how he was strictly targeting Violet, mm. which was great. But I, I also loved the tussle of Varish or even colonel atos or any of the i suppose evil professors or whatever mm-hmm. they can't outwardly accuse violet of things yeah without exposing Seeing themselves that they that they know what's going on and like yeah violet obviously can't do the same thing either like i love that tussle and the towing the line in that aspect and then i just loved seeing varish be humbled whether it be through professor grady or tan mm. turn however whoever himself threatening solace the drag his dragon but it must Goes to show how fucked up his dragon Solus is for bonding with him anyway. Yeah. Because obviously dragons are attracted to certain traits and capabilities of a rider. So what does Solus? But I guess, I don't know, like back, because I imagined him as like a middle-aged man or whatever. But so I'm assuming that when he was a cadet, I'm sure he would have just been ambitious. And then so I guess that he's just corrupted his dragon over time or whatever. Sure, sure. And obviously Tan has had a run-in with Solus before. Took his eye. Because that took his eye. Yep. And yeah, I loved Tan just like ripping into Solus's throat and just threatening Varish and being like, only riders can be vice commandments or whatever. Mm. And it's just like, oh, he shat himself. Mm-hmm, That's great. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I think, yeah, Professor Grady was like, I think you are abusing your power straight up. And then Varish is like, hold on. Well, because they're all still for the Codex and live by the Codex. I really liked slash hated when Varish punished Violet. I don't know what the fuck she did. Oh, because Andana isn't showing up because she's in the dream sleep. She's in the deep sleep. (sighs) Another fucking stasis sleep situation. I'm getting sick of this. Yes. Um, (laughs) She gets punished and nearly is pushed to burn out because Varish is like, show your power, show your power, blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards she's just like, I want Zayden. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just so sad. Mm. Yeah. We'll talk about their relationship a little later. Maybe this is probably just me. But what I found, like, I did enjoy reading Violet's life as a second year. Without a lot the of influence it, of Zayden? No, not without the influence of Zayden. Just, like, going through life. And then, I, I suppose, going back to what we were talking about before about them watching the first years. It just seemed, obviously, all too familiar because we just had a book about Violet going through this, this whole process. Mm. And it seemed like it just... A little bit repetitive in the sense that she is still being like targeted and assassinated, yeah. assassinated attempts, even though this is now for a different reason. But it just goes, it just seems like it's, I don't know, it's just a bit re- repetitive in that sense as well. And obviously, Imogen and the rest of the crew are also being targeted assassination wise mm-hmm. because of what happened at War Games. What about Nadine just being straight up? That was funny. <laughs> I wasn't expecting, no, funny, no, no, I don't know why I said that. It was just like a, a response. No, that was, um, I had to reread that a few times. Same, because so I was so confused. I was like, which one had their neck broken? I was like, what? Yeah, because she was being a smartass and she's like, I'm Violet. You see the purple hair and then good night. Mm. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just felt 
kind of repetitive of of the first book and I thought being second years they're a little bit more safe but obviously yeah the, with the context of the war game situation and mm-hmm. Colonel Atos trying to off them because secrets die with the people who keep them yeah I love that motif in recurring dialogue and like you, we didn't hear any of the other first years getting assassinated mm. or like anyone being really pushed off except one one first year got pushed off the parapet deliberately etc but like we don't see I suppose because we're not meant to be paying attention to what the first years are doing either <laughs> but it would have been nice if there was more of that grit speaking of first years what do you think of Eric 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 I got so confused when he was first introduced because obviously Violet recognizes him and I'm like I don't know who the fuck you are and then it's just the the royal the relationship between the royals and obviously like your leading commander of the fucking war college and being a dragon rider yeah I was confused I obviously this relationship or their past relationship is new to to me and us and I don't care for it but I know it's going to come up because he's obviously a rebel and he hates his father for whatever reason I, I'm chill with it for now he hasn't betrayed our girl yet don't do that Kenzie <laughs> What do, you, what do you think? I think he's important, and I have just had something click in my brain, so... Okay. Oh, no. She's figuring things out. I'm just realising things. <laughs> stay, stay tuned for part two when she tells me what's going on. Uh, yeah, obviously he's important because he was needed for the vault, archive vault heist. I love me a heist. It was fantastic. The Any um, the wards that only a royal could get through. How interesting that he was able to drag Violet through. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> It was because he allowed her to, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I hate this. Kenzie does this to me in Messenger. Like, I'll message <laughs> stuff just to be a smartass. And then she'll respond either, like, the, the eye, sneaky eye emojis, or she'll try and derail me off my train of thought, which is fine. Because, to be fair, I shouldn't be telling you what I'm thinking. I should be saving it for the potty. But I can't help myself. I need you to know where I'm up to and what I'm feeling at all times when I'm reading these books. Good. Let's talk about <sighs> Andana. Oh, yes, Andana. Yes, yes. Um, it's funny how we've turned, I want to try and articulate this kind of-ish well. You know how we're sick of, like, powerful main characters losing their powers and mm-hmm, magic? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this to the fucking dragon? She has the most OP power ever and now it's presumably gone because she used it at a big moment and it's drained her. What the fuck? What are you going to say, Kenzie? Nothing. At this stage, she is still haphazardly asleep. I think. Well, they're going to Atia. She can't wait rewind time. Anymore. I said rewind. However, stop or time. stop time. Same thing. Did you just reveal something? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, so she can't stop time I don't anymore. You. No, 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 no. However, I think that her power has evolved. Okay. As she is growing up, as she, because she's, because she is aging at an exponential rate. That Andana is a metaphor reflection of. Violet's growth. Okay. Yeah. And I can't tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Make sure you underline that note in your notebook so you don't forget to tell me I will in part two. Underline. Remind me she is losing her gold and she's ter- becoming black. Or she is bla- a black scaled dragon now. I forget. Black Kenzie, don't do this to me. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, is she, If I'm reading this right, is she losing her gold or is she just becoming a, a lot more black and bigger she's black becoming a different color <laughs> yeah yeah that's okay because we know this because yeah. it's obvious yeah. because 
that's the reason why they're hiding her is because she has subsequently changed colors mm-hmm. and no one needs to know to keep her safe blah 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 blah. and yeah she's just in a stasis a deep sleep a dreamless sleep and she is sleeping for far too long <laughs> yeah she's like what's going on guys bam good night the emperine are very much concerned well i don't know if they're concerned but they're they've never seen it before obviously that would speak highly of endana as a as a powerful dragon in the future i love the joke that violet made to tan who she was like are you sure she's not yours yeah <laughs> he's like yes yeah. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about if they didn't ask the right questions ryerson <laughs> ryerson ryerson i should be ryerson and i'll take that to my grave anyway <laughs> i was ryerson it would have a Y. what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck yeah, yeah yeah um i just hate okay there's three more books at least maybe a novella i just hate this like you're in love you go to battle you overcome this big battle oh no he lied to you about this in the grand scheme of things insignificant thing sure (laughs) we can argue about the word insignificant (laughs) and now you're like i want him to fuck me but i don't love him but i do love him but i want you no i don't want you i don't trust him and it's like was it just like an unnecessary angst that didn't need to be there Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm There could have been more yearning as opposed to angst and... And I felt like it should have been more, yeah, I don't trust him. He needs to earn my trust back instead of anger. I think she had every right to be angry. But it seemed to be very kind of inconsistent because she is battling because of the fact that she does, like... Even though she hasn't didn't say it towards the, towards the end and all that st- of part one, that she loves him. Or when he was, like, wounded and or presumed to be wounded in that zolia battle or whatever let's talk about that and how sneaky that professor was professor de, de, de vera mm-hmm. devra mm-hmm. yeah i knew she well, was like, gonna be rubbing, on our side her neck, like. yeah yeah <laughs> she i knew she knew something yeah I, I just knew she was gonna be on our side i just had that feeling because the who was it markham uh he was very quick to dismiss obviously the details of the pamphlet or discredit it blah 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 but also violet awesome in sharing with her squad mates of Markham's his tells and like anticipating how he is going to divert the Mm. situation Mm. and discredit the the pamphlet and stuff I also really liked that Violet got to spend more time with her sister a little bit more time but yeah yeah it was nice also my favorite scene was when yeah she gets there and what's his name Zayden (laughs) was like it was like ask me to kiss you otherwise you're not going to be in my room like he loves her he loves her so much Swooning, kicking feet, giggling, whatever. Shall we talk about the... We're really flying through this. <laughs> I feel like we just skipped over the, the love angst, the Zayden violent I don't care for ang- it. Angst. I don't care for it. All right? You don't care for it? It's not an yeah, integral I part just, of the plot. I just... It was just annoying back and forth. No, just wait. <laughs> Who do you know? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> do you know Catriona? Her name has been brought up, yes. Because she, she is Serena's... I don't know, sister or cousin or someone related to the Griffin Rider who is Zayden's confirmed ex. Mm, mm, yeah. Wait till you spend some time with her. <laughs> Kids, you know. <laughs> How do you feel? Mm. Quick thoughts, feeling, and emotions. Um, ill. Ill? Ill. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A very unexpected response. Mm. Okay, let's talk about the torture. The torture, okay. Mm. The torture scene. The interrogation, the torture. Where she is seeing Liam, is mm-hmm. that the one? Mm-hmm. Yep, we love that. Don't look at me like that, Kenzie. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to happen again. This is not the first time. She is going to 
perhaps hallucinate, dream, project, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Hallucinate. Uh, sh- Interesting. Hallucinate. <laughs> That's why I've given so many words, because I know you're going to do this to me. Is that how she described it? Described how she... What? what? <laughs> Shut up, Kenzie. <laughs> now, now you're interrogating me. <laughs> fuck off. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Obviously, it was there was always going to be a big Varish v. Violet, Violet. moment. Uh, didn't expect Violet to be so incapacitated, but I suppose that's all Varish can really do. Otherwise, Tan is just going to fucking kill Solus, which in turn would kill Varish. So he's trying to gain all these upper hands. He has his fancy fucking suppressants, his drinks, his mm-hmm. potions, whatever the hell you want to call them. And then he has Nolan mending her and then... Mm-hmm breaking her again like what does he have on nolan is my question yeah do we find out <laughs> no and it doesn't matter now because varish is dead i mean yeah true yeah. true i was very worried that it was like big old trap for zayden oh yeah because uh violet violet did surmise that yes mm. and i was a bit worried that some bad things were going to happen but then goes zayden he's like First of all, don't fuck with my lady. <laughs> Love that. Second of all, because you fucked with my lady, I'm going to fuck with your entire lie and fabrication that you've weaved. <laughs> and so he drops women bodies. <laughs> yeah, all across the borders. All across the stuff. borders, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, orchestrated treasonous activity. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Let's talk about Dane in the interrogation scene. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Were you worried? I I was very worried. I was, I was so like, scared. Dane. I was like, Dane, don't do it. Don't do it, Dane. I mean, to be fair, he had every right to be the bad guy or turn or be on Varish's side because obviously throughout the first half, Varish was in Dane's ear being like, you know, why would Violet choose Zayden or what does she see in Zayden and not you and like, girl, you've fallen in love with type of thing. He's really in Dane's ear trying to manipulate and or persuade him. Yeah, incredibly worried. And obviously Violet has been detached from him f- most of the second year, other than their little run-ins and him challenging her to fight, blah, blah, blah. I do really think that she went very hard against him because, I mean, he did, yeah, it was an invasion. But I think that he he didn't mean to get all that information from first year. Like, his dad was just asking him to, like, confirm stuff. Remind me, like, what information did he acquire? Because it keeps being brought up in a way, but it's also vague. And I don't want to have to reread the first book to find out. I'm currently rereading the first book, so I can give you a refresher as well. But I think it was just about Zayden smuggling. It wasn't about war games. I think it was like that. It was. Conf- oh, I think it was. So. I think it was confirming that Zayden was like smuggling stuff out. And yeah, and he was still like the rebels were still rebelling. Yeah, okay, alright, <laughs> yeah, and like meeting up and all that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and then Dane knew that his dad had something planned for War Games. Yeah, so that's why Zayden says Athabine. Yeah, yeah, and that's the significant basis of Violet's hatred towards Dane. Yeah, because, because and she assumes, yeah, because she says, she tells him, you you said you'll miss me. Yeah. That was hard to get out. <laughs> and then Dane's <laughs> like, because you chose him, not that I was yeah, sending yeah. you off to your death. Yeah, yeah. But so I was like, dude, you should have explained that. Like, take two seconds to fully explain what you mean. <laughs> and then obviously, yeah, because Violet assumed Dane knew about that, um, which in turn gets Liam killed, and we know how much she loved Liam. And yeah, so then he, she resents obviously Dane for that. Okay, cool. I feel adequately refreshed in that sense. Love that. So yeah, I was a little bit worried about Dane because then I thought, although you know it was very harsh, the complete, I guess, shutting out of him. But she can't trust him because he's yeah, a mind reader. She can't trust him. But also, I think he should have been given the chance to explain or something. 
Yeah, sure. Does that happen later on? Or you, you still feel that, okay, if he does get a chance to explain, then we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Well, I did we'll like when Zayden does show up. And then he's like, are you turning traitor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, And yeah. then Garrick is like, oh, is that what's happening here? <laughs> and Dane's like, guess so. <laughs> so do you care about Garrick the same way you care about Bodhi? Like, you just don't give a shit about them? They're just there. Mm, I care about Sawyer, though. I don't care about Sawyer. I don't care about half this fucking squad. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't. Quinn? You can fuck her off. I don't fucking care. <laughs> but I like it how Sawyer and Violet and Rhiannon. I think it's Riddick more so than Sawyer. And Riddick okay. are like, we're in this to the end. Like, we oh, graduate yeah, yeah. together. Like the awesome foursome. Or fivesome. Whatever it is. Yeah. Th- that's It's the core four. Yeah. Core four. They're going to survive, hopefully. Or there may be in other books. Maybe one of them will make a noble sacrifice. But yeah, Dane, very worried. Uh, he played it very well when Varish, again, was trying to convince him that Violet or trying to feed the the story that Violet is smuggling weapons to use against Basquiat. And their, their revolution had been twisted for Dane to obviously see her as an enemy. And then he obviously... Because then, cause then he was following orders. Like he was, you know, delving into the memories and she managed to manipulate her memories to see, to show him what actually went on. And then when it was revealed that Dane is like not following kind of what Violet was pushing towards him i got really scared yeah. i'm like wow he really does not give a fuck and then he obviously yeah stabs him going for violet but then uh, i was like, around. I was like the double cross the double cross but yeah not nah, good to know that uh dane is on our side for, or well he'll definitely on our side because he kind of can't just go back otherwise yeah as we just said you can't like double cross and then double cross again all right i'm gonna follow your lead let's talk about jack real quick i know we um, talked about him coming back to life i don't care don't believe this redemption. Do you believe this is the redemption, though? No. Like, no, no, do you... I meant, like, his character coming back, do you think... No, I didn't believe anything for a second. Oh, yeah, cool, cool. Because I think... I don't know... Yeah, yeah, no, you said to me that there's a character who is having a redemption-esque arc, and I wondered if that was actually him. Oh, it was Dane. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird with Jack, because he does save Violet from an assassination attempt, and then he's like, we're even now, which I don't buy because one, he's been out to get her since the first book. And then she ki- rightfully killed him because he was out to get her. And yeah. then now he saved her life. He's like, all right, we're even now. Yeah, it's no, like, no, I don't believe she, that. She, she killed you. <laughs> yes, you should be dead. I wonder, hit me out. Okay, you go first. If Jack, because Nolan has exerted so much magic into Jack, does, I don't know, Jack's health relate to Nolan in a way? Like, no. <laughs> Alright. Alright, sorry. I was trying to... Alright. Nolan's think... not important. Jack's not important. Of course it's not going to happen. I do think the we're even now is a play on words. Uh, uh, yeah. With a bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope Violet kills him again. Or someone kills him again. That'd be so funny. Wait, so does that mean he's he's not bonded with his dragon anymore? No, he still is. So how does that, so how does that work? What the fuck? It's like the, the bond has been severed for yay long, now he's back. Oh, Alright, reconnect. At the end of the day. I mean, I suppose, yeah, why, why, why get into the technicalities of things? I don't care. I enjoy the first half already. I love the amount of action. I was surprised there was not a lot of magic or signet wielding, but I suppose there's no reason to if they're just overseeing the first years and they're not in any sort of battle aspects right now, but they did obviously all coordinate and worked well as a team together during the, the archive heist. Showed off a lot of everyone's signets as well. Which is really cool. Oh, how, yeah, they all work. And Rhiannon, um, her signet becoming more powerful. 
Because she was yeah, able to with... bring the stuff through walls with a dagger. Yeah, no, that was so cool. Also, I loved the... Well, also, I hated that Varish searched Violet every time she left or whatever. And it's like, that's so sus on their part because it's like, why would you need to search her if you weren't searching for anything in particular? And it's like, if anyone else yeah. sees you doing this, then they're going to be like, what the fuck? Because I think, yeah, Dane yeah. at one point was like, is this normal? And yeah. Violet's like, yeah, they do it every time. But then Tan's like, okay, they didn't check my saddle. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, again, it's that power play espionage almost of they can't reveal what they know or they can't accuse Violet of what they think she's done because then, yeah, they're just just as complicit in the other direction. I loved that Dane's rule following actually came in handy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not And it's not, like, used against Violet. It's used in a way to protect her as well. Because in the interrogation exercise assessment or whatever, like, he's like, she is not healthy, I am not going to do this. And then he just walked out, walked out, and it's great. Although I'm a bit annoyed that we didn't get to see much of, like, Colonel Atos and his dealings. Oh, I just realised something. When they... Sorry, my brain just made a connection. <laughs> Sorry. You're welcome. You're welcome. Do we have to find out next time? Yeah, I thought Colonel... Well, I suppose there's another part. I keep thinking this is like the end of a book, but I know it's not the case. End of part one, obviously we haven't seen much of Colonel Atos, even though he was quite significant once Violet and that came back because they're pretty much... Not not on like a formal trial, but they're being questioned as to what happened at War Games, blah, 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 and all their little myths, mistruths and half-lies and stuff and... And he was getting very embarrassed because his accusations uh, were unwarranted, etc., etc. And then he's just been quiet ever since. But obviously, he might—he's obviously going to play a bigger part in part two. But because we're so used to talking about fully finished books, mm. like <laughs> I, I, I'm now forgetting that there's a whole other part to go, and everything is going to tie in together one way or another. How do we feel about Justinia? I like her. I like her. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's risking a lot. She's risking a lot. Obviously, she survives. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's going to be a slow play. Um, I loved that everyone just knows how to sign as well. Yeah, I know. You make the assumption. You make the assumption that like Zayden doesn't know, but then he does, or Imogen didn't know and she does. Mm, good rep. It's just great. Yeah, good rep. Oh, also notice that there's not a lot of emphasis on Violet's health condition mm, anymore because it's already been pre-established. Yeah. Though it does come up, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I've binded my wrists or my ankles, uh, or knees, I haven't yeah. binded this." Oh, then like her. Sh- Nothing happens. <laughs> Alright, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just like that, yeah, because it's all established in the first book and it doesn't need to be overly emphasised again. I enjoyed that. And same with the whole, like, signing to mm-hmm. Jacinia mm-hmm. as well. It's just just a norm. I loved it. I love her. She's a great friend to Violet. Out of everyone, yeah, I feel like trusts Jacinia the most, but of course she's in such a precarious spot being a scribe and have much more stricter protocols to follow. I was just going to say, even though it is only, I need to remind myself, it's only part one, there are aspects of either the interrogation or just through Varish or other sort of side characters that they keep bringing up Violet's fragility. It's like, she's second year now, she's pretty much overcome, what the fuck, your lights are moving? Is there a fan (laughs) behind you? (laughs) I know they're moving, I can see it. I just got a little bit annoyed at, at, again, Violet's whole fragility and she's like a weak rider used against her. Despite having one of the most powerful bonded dragons and un- and them undermining her worthiness, etc. Et even yeah, from the first one, like when Tan first bonds or whatever, and Violet's like, "I'm weak," like whatever, and he's like, "I know exactly what and who you are." So it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. that should be proof enough that yeah, I don't like but that either. Just... I think it was just also Varish just being a cocky cunt, and then all these little side 
characters, his minions are all doing the same thing. Understandable in the interrogation exercise because your enemy is going to be assholes to you anyway. But yeah, just it being brought up again, I was like, I'm sure we're past this by now. Oh, like, we get it. I loved early on that theory in regards to Violet's mother has been kind of quelled. Now, oh, yeah. after the first book, everyone made the assumption or came to the conclusion that she was trying to get her killed. Violet's mother, her name's Lilith, Lilith, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Lilith was trying, was controlling the storm on the parapet. That was a theory, trying to kill off Violet because she's weak, whatever. But no, Violet has since confirmed that her mother wouldn't kill her off on the parapet because that would be cowardice. Or a real cowardice attempt, but um, but of course she would not hold off on the storm either. So that kind of shuts that theory down, which I was glad because like I didn't want to believe that Lilith truly doesn't care about her. I just find it hard, yeah, I just find it hard to believe that she truly doesn't care about her daughter at the end of the day. Yeah, despite being a top general, having one of the most powerful signets, like she has to. There's always going to be a spot for keeping her daughter safe, and of course that is revealed later on. Or towards the end of part one anyway, because she is helping Violet escape, or helping the rebels, I guess now we can call them, escape. And she's, it was revealed that she actually has an agreement, or had an agreement with Zayden, essentially to look after her through first year. And to make sure she's, or make sure she survives, not necessarily look after. So I suppose the main juice of part one is them trying to find these journals, or they've surmised that these journals hold the key to these wards, because Artia, run by the Rebellion... Need wards ward, in order to yeah. survive the oncoming venom attack. Attacks, attack, whatever. Yeah, so they slowly need to figure decimate. out how to because they have a ward stone, but they need to have figure out how to activate it, if you will. Yeah, and it gets. I don't. Know, I don't know how I feel about it getting too technical because like they need an alloy. Yeah. The alloy is then made up of ores or luminary. Yeah, they need whatever the, the fuck that is. And then they need dragon shell eggs because it holds like residual magic or raw magic. It's like, did we really need to get all too technical around here? But then the the alloys are the ones that are on the daggers, the special venom daggers as well, isn't it? And then the daggers also was able to bypass the locked ward. So now I'm like even more confused. When they (laughs) everything is connected, all magic. I suppose if it's connected by the dragons as well. I don't know. I don't know. I. Despite that, I still think it's a fucking dope magic system. Now that we've learnt that, like, dragon, yeah, eggshells hold magic and stuff, even after the dragon's born, is pretty cool. Except that, like, I feel like dragons aren't hatched very often. No, no, no. I was just going to say, then we get the interesting diplomatic, like, motivations from the, the Empyrene dragons. Like, they're very passively impassive they kind of don't care what's going on okay this on. is one thing that i didn't really enjoy sorry how they're like oh the empyrean don't get involved in like the humans or whatever but it's like okay but if the humans all die then you serve no purpose <laughs> well they'll just serve themselves they don't serve humans though they're not there to serve humans they, they could probably live without humans and be fine in fact if you <laughs> if humans are gone, they would be thriving. They wouldn't need reason to protect the veil and all the hatchlings and all that stuff and all that magic. I'm just confused about this revolution in general. Because obviously the Venon are trying to take over the world, whatever that means. Although they're trying to get to the veil because it, it holds a lot of raw magic that they're able to suck out of and hold on for centuries or whatever the fuck the history is. Shouldn't that be just like a thing that everyone wants to protect? Like everyone should just get on board. Yes, and be like, All but right, let's stop the this 
people at Bezgaith and Nav- the Navarians are in it for themselves. For sure, yeah. Okay, maybe I just needed that clarity, to be honest, because I'm just like, what the fuck? We're all in this together, High School Musical style. And I suppose since the unification and all that stuff, and like we learned throughout the history that through unification and stuff, there are specific places that, you know, lose their culture, lose their folklore and stuff. And so is Navarre really even unified in a sense? Well, no, because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now I'm scared, okay? Because we, and I blame the Hunger Games for this. So we have a revolution who wants to override the new, the old leadership because the old leadership isn't doing anything particularly productive or they're not trying to protect the folks mm-hmm. whatever but now i'm scared once if the revolution overrides whether it be navir navir navar. or navar sorry yeah i don't know why whatever or everywhere else i'm just scared there's gonna be a president coin katniss situation where violet is gonna kill brennan <laughs> because he's getting power hungry oh my god maybe or she's gonna do something drastic but ultimately, from this point forward, I think we're definitely going to be branching out over the world landscape of this continent or countries or whatever the heck mm. we're going to call them. We're probably going to see more. F- Again, for a second, I'm still I'm still thinking this is the end of a book when it's not. Not necessarily in part two, but obviously in later books, we're probably going to see more maybe frontline activities leading forward and all that type of good stuff probably going to encounter more venom obviously going to learn more about venom and the sage and all that sort of shit oh yeah and uh, violet has nightmares we love that recurring <laughs> theme um because you brought that up as i was reading you're like has violet had any nightmares mm. and then yeah she had a very specific nightmare where she was running away from a venom and the venom's like every time you run away but you're gonna face me you know sooner or later blah 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 interesting but yeah, I suppose moving forward, even beyond part two, book three, book four, whatever, yeah, learn more about the continent as a whole and all the other different kingdoms and all the other political aspects. Because we don't know what everyone else believes or what every other sort of kingdom or royalty or armies know or other aspects of like the Griffin schools and all that and writers and drifts and like what they know and what they do. I do like how like the Griffin, the groups of Griffin griffins and griffin riders are adrift and then the dragon and dragon riders are riots i was like oh yeah they have different names like, yeah it's, it's like yeah a different flock name i love it because there was a, an excerpt that was giving us a bit more information about like the griffin riders and like the griffin rider equivalent college and how griffin riders don't necessarily have signet level magic but they do prevail in like lesser magic yeah. works and stuff like that yeah, which they is can really channel cool. lesser magics so, like, really, like, in terms of species and livelihoods, the dragon and the dragon riders are quite similar to, like, griffin and griffin riders. Although, in terms of bestial forms, I think, obviously, dragon the dragons are far superior in that aspect. It's the wyverns you got to worry about. <laughs> or wyverns, however you want to say that. I say wyvern now. <laughs> I've, I've been turned. But, no, part two, looking forward to everything else moving ahead, looking forward to shit hitting the fan. Hopefully someone dies. I don't know, we love a death around here. But then are they going to stay dead? Because we don't know, because if Jack can come back to life, who knows what Brennan could be capable of? What And then what other secrets are people keeping? Don't know. And then what does Violet's mother know? Because she's obviously has some awareness of what's going on and, like, what role is she going to play in part two? I don't know. So obviously we can't go to the stars. 
no, no, no stars because it would be Spoilies. super spoily. Yeah. How about if you have a one star aspect of part one, what would it be? What would in part one, what would make you one star? Um, if anything, nothing. Nothing. It's a perfect, perfect part one. Mm, mm. All right. What would your five star be? Screaming, crying, throwing up, rolling on the floor. <laughs> I suppose this is it for part one because I finished part one day of recording. Like, I, I genuinely, I feel like I didn't have much time to process, but like I put it on myself. I asked, do we want to record? Tonight? <laughs> and he said yes. So partly my own fault. Ugh, I don't know. I feel like I should have done that because I feel like I can't remember, even though it was like two days ago. But <laughs> you know, you smashed it out. Um, I love seeing jokes on TikTok. There's this one chick. I don't know if I sent it to you. She's like, hmm, how are y'all reading this in a day? Yeah. <laughs> so we've got some skimmers amongst yeah. us. <laughs> just but like, it's like yes. also people took the day, if you went to the midnight release yeah. and then people took the day off for work. Like, yeah. yeah. People just get super excited and that's fine. And yeah. it, it was just funny because yeah. it's 600 odd fucking pages. It's a monster. Yeah. It's a big boy book. Yeah, and like, yeah, I read part one in one sitting, which was like three hours. And then, yeah, I read part two over like two sittings. And then, yeah, the comments were like, I have this like ADHD or something. And like, they were all, I can hyper focus mm. and smash it out and all that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Taking, I'm weirdly taking my time, although now that a couple of potty episodes have kind of fallen through, like, I can kind of relish it a little bit more, which is fine. But yeah, and by the time this is released hopefully there's going to be more reviews better mm. reviews perhaps mm. on the goodreads that we can pluck but yeah looking forward to yeah tiktok is a dangerous place because i don't know ever since i i saw one tiktok about like the first book and i sent it to you and then suddenly i'm getting iron flame oh and it's like i saved a couple of like iron flame bombs so now my entire fyp is iron flame and it's like yes i get it i enjoyed the book i'm into this but please for the Love of God, I do not need every video to be Iron Flame. No, but it's also been good because because it's only been four or five days. A lot of the beginning of TikTok is like, if you haven't finished it, you have five seconds to scroll. And I appreciate that. Not going to be the case for when I inevitably post our TikToks in <laughs> December. But... That's enough time. A month is enough time. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I'm sure more criticisms are going to pop up between now and then as well also. Thank you all for listening to part one. Um, we'll see you next week for part two. Yeah, and Kenzie is going to reveal all her thoughts to me. Yes. <laughs> and all her connections. I'll finally be able to say things out loud. <laughs> uh, check us out on Instagram, or are we not going to do that yet? Just wait for part Should we wait for part? I don't know. Okay, find us on Instagram at letterbox underscore book underscore club. There, our link tree is in our bio, where you can find us in all the places. Yeah, catch up on some previous books that we've read or talked about. Catch up on Fourth Wing itself. Yeah. Refresh your memories. It's going to be great. I should have reread this book. Catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.